In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Got its color back. And only right with the world will he always wear. Bear to face the ugliest monster of them all. Welcome, watchers of illusion, to the castle of confusion. Fade. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. <laughs> I'm Aaron. Uh, I'm Uncle Fred. No, and, and John's booming voice just came out of the heavens, <laughs> what was like, that? like God in a Mighty Python skit. <laughs> kind of was. <laughs> Can we do that again? No. John was speaking the truth. No, it was uncredited. So <laughs> it's uncredited. Oh no, did not start our thing. We're all discombobulated. Hey, right look now. at that. Hey. hey, we've been pre-gaming a little bit. Just a little bit. Who do we got with us here, Steven? Um. So it is an hour tonight. We have got a couple of people from the band UB40 in the studio. Yes. They were going to play a tower tonight, but they canceled the show. So which one of you is the lead singer? Uh, that's me. That yeah, one right there. That, that's me. No, I'm joking. Oh. Unfortunately, UB40. Wait, was, that's Caleb. That was Caleb. That's Caleb. Oh, uh, hi. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was actually in the band. You guys made me feel like I was one of the guys in the band. Sorry I canceled on you, though. Yeah. So we have Caleb Masters and Alexander Bohannon. 
from Thank the Cinematropolis. And also, cheers. Uh, the hey, everybody, yeah. cheers. What are you drinking? Oh, I like reaching. these uh, 70s style highball glasses. Boy, you guys are different. Well, like, you know, then I, then I can just reach over like this. And the bartender refills the glass. So I learned, um, if you yell at Colby <laughs> to put whiskey in the glass, he doesn't. So let's say hi to Colby. This is Colby. Colby. Hi, Colby. From hi, Colby. Clockwork Poor. Clockwork Poor, as always, welcome. How are, we? How are you guys doing? Some we're doing great. Oh, we're great. We're super happy to be here. Yes. And uh, a bartender on site on the show for a podcast. That's that's a dream come true. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We you know what? It. it means we've made it. Yeah. I, think, I actually think so. I think so. Yeah. I, I thought the fact that now I just ha I have like a like a desk that has liquor bottles on it, being I've made it. You know, apparently not. <laughs> but no, bartender with a podcast. So. Not unless yeah. there's a bar next to your desk with a bartender who's just pouring it out. Mm. Just pouring, just pouring it, pouring whiskey into a glass. We can do that. No too. rules. Like, there are no rules. On Hi, the I'm John. Stage. I'm an alcoholic. I did it. <laughs> Speaking of which, can I get I a glass of whiskey? It. Yeah. <laughs> We'll move into a cocktail here in a minute. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. Ooh, gotta finish. finish what you have. I'm working on yeah, it. Uh, so, yeah, I was so geez, excited geez. about the premise. So, so the drink that we got going on today, um, I call Bodega Spritzer. So, um, so what's imagine, a bodega? Uh, bodega is going to be a convenience store, uh, you know, a, a gas station store that you can pick up different things. But like it's if I'm in Red Bank, New Jersey, I go to the bodega and get my smokes. Yeah, it's Samir's. Yeah. Samir's. Samir's. It's a bodega. You go pick up your smokes and they've got some other different things there. So this you, oh, can, you can buy a refrigerator at Samir's yeah. right carpet. now. And wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah. It is the yeah. weirdest thing. But they don't have a bodega cat. Aww. They need a bodega cat. Oh, they do. No. Alright, so what do we got? Yeah, so, uh, so with the whole thought behind this was to you have friends or family in Probably town friends. on Saturday. Uh, Sunday the liquor store is closed, right? But you know, you wake up and you're like, oh let's uh let's hang out and and have a you know an early afternoon barbecue or something like that. So you can run to the bodega, pick up a pick up a bottle of wine, some grapefruit juice and all the stuff that I've made this drink with is all from a, a, a gas station. And you can buy store. wine at Zamir's now. So yeah that's that's the inspiration <laughs> yeah. behind this yeah. is as of so, last week in Oklahoma if you're watching this from out of state. You couldn't buy alcohol outside of a liquor store, and not to mention you couldn't buy cold beer unless it was Low Point. Low Point beer exists in the United States pretty much because of Oklahoma. I think maybe like and one. Utah, Missouri, and Utah. Utah. Uh, but Oklahoma, we we nixed that. It's gone now. We moved um, out of the prohibition. We have made yeah. it to the 1940s, guys. Yeah, we got it. We got there. We finally we put prohibition behind so us. So progressive. <laughs> it was funny. I went into Zamir's. A couple of days ago, and he goes, "Did you see my wine selection?" I was like, "You know, what? I haven't yet. Let me go check it out." And I walk, I walked down the <laughs> aisle, and he, goes, he had like two boxes of Francio on the shelf. Yeah. He's like, "It'll get better." I mean, they're not the greatest, but I mean, what you can do is you can go to the, the gas station. You can pick up. Uh, I would recommend a white uh, because it's just a lot easier to make a nice, easy, refreshing spritzer. You can pick up your juice right there in the, mm -hmm. in the coolers. You can pick up some juice. Uh, and usually, some some places will have citrus there available. I got some limes that we're going to use as garnish, and then uh, we'll top it with uh, a flavored soda water. Or if you don't want Ooh. to, you can just use a regular soda water. So it's super easy. Just a couple ounces of wine, a little bit of citrus. Uh, in this case, we're using grapefruit juice, and you just mix those two together, shake it up, and we'll pour it. Or shake it off. Shake it, shake it out. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. 
Oh man, mm-hmm. looks so good. And then just top it with your soda. It's water. got this uh, uh, cherry limeade sort of. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah I, I did pick up a uh, flavored soda water. It was a. Yeah. A blackberry. Oh, black raspberry. Black, black, raspberry. Okay. black raspberry soda. It has antioxidants in it. Mm, it's healthy. Yeah, yeah. I need to. It's healthy. Yeah. I'm just now watching you with all these glasses and realizing I have a whole set of planetary glasses in the next room. Oh, right. That I didn't know what to do with. I need to just bring them in here. and. Except you won't be able to see the cocktail. This feels like I'm on the Martha Stewart show. Hey, do you watch her baking show? No, it's best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please yeah. do not derail us into baking shows. <laughs> I have been I have been watching a great nice. British baking show. It is. For, for <laughs> like Why is everyone just getting into that now? It's it like, just hit uh, Netflix. Shit. Did yeah. it? Like season five, five seasons. Yeah, well, and now they've got hit. the four previous seasons yeah. on there as well. Okay. Good stuff, man. Uh, I just yeah. had no idea. I had no well, idea. Chef's Table. Does anybody here watch Chef's Table? Oh, Chef's Table. Oh, I have watched a little bit of the Chef's Table. Yeah. That's good stuff. Soggy Bottoms and the Hollywood Handshake. The Hollywood Handshake. Yeah. It's Crummy, just, if it's Mary Berry. I'm glad we're all yeah. the same, the same board. I love how we all have great taste in baking shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. I like how quick we're getting to the drink on this episode. I think we go. decided a few episodes ago just to dive right into the bar because we wanted the drinks while we were talking. Well, that's why I mean, we, we were already passing down. So yeah, and another cool thing about this drink is it is the only alcohol in here is just two ounces of wine, so it's a very that's low it? ABV cocktail. Wow, well, good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing. I got this yeah. straight glass of whiskey. Sure, what the sure, hell sure. then, man? But that's, that's, it's also nice to have Cheers. a low ABV. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Yes. There we go. Thank you, Colby. Thank, Thank you, Colby. Colby. The Bodega Spritzer. Bodega the Bodega Spritzer. With a little bit of Bodega cat hair in it for you. That's tasty. Man, that, <laughs> is, refre- that is so refreshing. Yeah. That's really that is good. Super, super tasty. Look, this is actually better than that cheap ass whiskey. Really? <laughs> hey, that whiskey ain't bad. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's move right along here. Let's uh, get this trivia question out of the way. Oh. What do you say? Yeah. You ready for this? Do I have it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys this. So, you know, we have a trivia question at the okay. end of every show. And so our new guests get to hear last week's to see if you can answer it. So last week's trivia question, as we can see here, what is the name of the mysterious Stonehenge-inspired monument in the southeastern United States that is a favorite target of conspiracy theorists and famous for its apparent advocacy of controversial matters like population control, eugenics, and nationalism. Internationalism. Internationalism. Mm. And I'll give you a hint. It's in Albert County, Georgia. Oh, it's in Georgia. Okay. Or Alberton, Georgia. The set of The Walking Dead. (laughs) Instead of The Walking Dead. My my original guess was the Denver airport, because that's like the best conspiracy (laughs) theory ever. You know, this this fits right in with the conspiracy theorists. They they buy into this, this, this as well. Okay, yeah, because it has like a eugenics, the Denver airport yeah. has well, eugenics in it. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. Uh, not only is the Walking Dead film in Georgia. So this is so about an hour outside of Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So, to the northeast. Uh, the, the Marvel also makes yeah. a lot of the things. And I would, Disney being on here, uh, <laughs> population control, eugenics, and internationalism, yeah. I think that fits. So Isn't that the Mark yeah. of the Beast or something? Exactly. I Disney I mean, Studios. So maybe <laughs> well, so Thor, so, Thor Ragnarok, the set of Thor Ragnarok, ah. that. I believe. So this, this, uh, yeah. the answer to this question, this thing was built by an unknown benefactor who gave all the money for it and laid out all the rules for its construction. And to this day, it's not been revealed who that person was. I think a great theory on who that could have been is Walt Disney. Mm. Well, it was built, to, it was uh, dedicated in 1980, March of 1980. 
Um, do you, you know the answer? It's not the set of Thor Ragnarok. I cannot remember um, that. I, I, I know Walt that Disney was playing a long the game, Stephen. He, he was ready for and it. I, I oh, yeah, I know the answer. I remembered it. It's the, it's okay. the Georgia Guidestones. It's the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, I wasn't going to get that. No, it's, uh, it's, it's got these premises for basically what is going um, to happen. Well, not what is going to happen, but it, it's rules to follow after basically the apocalypse occurs. And, and you how would to move think forward. that, speaking of, you would think that this would have made an appearance in The Walking Dead. Yeah. You would think so. It should have been. And it has not. It has not. Well, been. you yeah. might. By the way, next time I'm asking you guys for what images should we put I, on the screen. I was just getting her to say I should have An image of the Georgia guys. That I should have had you put that up there. Yeah. So is that the rules of the apocalypse? Yeah, so uh, okay. post-apocalypse, what to do to now continue that the apocalypse is like keep the population under a certain amount. So if you're oh playing along at home, look up a picture of the Georgia Guidestones. It, has, it yeah. has several rules and it's actually it's actually uh, carved in uh, the top 10 most common languages in the United States. Should we diverge here and read the entire Yeah, well, no, you can read the 10, there's like a kind of a 10 commandments type so thing. So let these be the guidestones to an age of reason. Mm -hmm. Do we cheers out of each one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to I cheer don't know about cheers. I'll take, a, I'll take a drink to that. I don't know if it's a cheer, though. There's the following column of text. Astronomic features. Channel through stone indicates celestial pole. Yeah, so actually... It's so it's describing... Right. Like, thing. how did... Yeah. Uh, physical, physical dimensions. Data. We should guide some languages. Interpretations are the reference. Uh, oh, there's a key to your next trivia question, but we'll save it. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I thought it said on here somewhere yeah, that they're, it describes... They, they should be in there. I think they're pretty wordy. Um, yeah, I'll uh, come back to these. I'll, I'll, be I'll, to have somebody I'll on the chime in here there. periodically. Oh, here we go. There they are. They're short. Here we go. Uh, number one, maintain humanity under 500 million in wow. perpetual balance with nature. <laughs> Ooh, well, I think we're a little bit over that one. Right. It's interesting. I saw something the other day. I don't remember who it was, but somebody came out and said, one of the things we need to do is limit population growth. But it was it was like a Warren Buffett or somebody like. Well, this sounds like something Walt Disney would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Also Walt Disney. <laughs> Three, unite humanity with a living new language. Okay. Like, Four. Uh, Walt Disney has invented a lot of words through his films. There you Number go. Films. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Uh, tempered reason. Tempered reason. Tempered reason. Hmm. That's not me. <sighs> Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Mm, good luck with that. Okay. We just ruled that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. I think we're like zero for five. Yeah, we're zero five for five. Zero for five. Yeah. Well, I think that, these guys were, were meant for somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Not planet like, Earth. That's right. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. We don't do that. No. no. Seven. Uh, it's a big one. Oh, Remember yeah. this one come November. <laughs> Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Yeah, cheers to that one. Yeah, cheers to that. That one. That one. Vote them out. Vote them out. There you go. Thank you, Georgia Guidestones. Uh, eight. Balance personal rights with social duties. Okay. Okay. That sounds fair. Yeah. Sure, I'll do that. Number nine. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Yeah, Damn. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. It's like they did shrooms when they wrote that one. <laughs> Ooh. Well, uh, this would have followed. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. So it's like they got wait, 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 wait. Oh. 
leave room for nature. It repeats it. It says that twice. It's like they progressively got more high. And I love it that they buried a time capsule, and then the engraving just says, this time capsule is to be opened on, and then it's blank. They didn't even put a date as to when to open the time capsule. The other interesting thing about this to me is that on one of the other stones, we, we glossed over this a second ago, but on one of the other stones, they describe, it's like the specifications mm -hmm. of the guide stones. Yes. Which I think is a brilliant modernization of these like big structures because imagine if we had an inscription on Stonehenge that actually described the right. entirety of Stonehenge. Yeah. Then we wouldn't be speculating on, oh, look, it looks like there's a ridge over there that might have been part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, I this, see. I like that they kind of like right up front, we're like, no, nope, this is exactly how big it is. This is where it is. Oh yeah, this thing aligns with the soul, the and, sun, and, and blah, blah blah. And those ten inscriptions—they're in the ten most common languages on Earth. So you have English and Arabic and Spanish and you, you name it—it's it, on there. In that interesting. Way, interesting. If there is an apocalyptic event. Right. There are some instructions to live by. There are some instructions to live by. That that's, really should be a Walking Dead thing. Come I on, know. guys, get on. It's, it. it's bizarre they didn't include that in there. Yeah. And that's why I don't watch Walking Dead anymore. Uh, speaking of which, I watched the season opener last and night, and I literally walked away from it like ten minutes in. <laughs> it was boring. Yeah, they're all that was me in like season four. Same yeah, I, I, I was holding out. A lot of seasons in a lot of different uh, shows, though. They'll yeah, have like a couple super slow seasons. That's like, are you know not what? all dead by now? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, oh, they're zombies. How's it all they're rotted? in Georgia. Well, and that's well. This thing, this one, they they were in D.C. for a bit, um, okay. Because well, where are they now? Yeah, they went. It was it was actually a cool concept. They raided like the Smithsonian to go find examples of like old plows and wagon and old technology to bring it out as a template for construction. I mean, oh, that's this. cool. That's actually that's really like cool. that was. I thought that I was a that. really cool aspect. Of okay. It, but the rest like of that. it was nonsense. I watched maybe whatever part of that episode that is in. Yeah. You know, it was, it's just it one of those things that wait, it's on season nine now, eight. Twenty six. I don't know. Really? It's Long. I, well, I know this is Rick's last season. He's confirmed yeah. exiting uh, Andrew Lincoln. I'm just curious, though. It's like it runs into the same problem any show does. How many times can things get way worse? How many times can this person be brutally dismembered by zombies before, like, you're just like, I don't really care anymore? Yeah. You know? Well, and that was the other thing I was I was talking to my girlfriend last night about was like, wait, at some point they're gonna kill all the zombies. Like, I know that there's like seven billion people on the earth right now, and therefore potentially six. 0.9 billion zombies, but like, how many of them do they have to kill before they like just have no more? Have no more zombies. Yeah. Depends on the budget for the show. Yeah. yeah. How long? Well, how it's like long? I'd be curious to know in the extras, like, how many times have you been a different zombie on The Walking Dead? Like, I have a career, and I've just been a zombie on The Walking Dead, like four, four hundred and sixty-seven times. <laughs> Believe it. Because makeup and all that, like, mm. could reuse people. What's the, what's the other one they did, though, that's uh, based on the Fear, Fear the, the Walking Dead? Dead. They, have they met up yet? Uh, there's there was some to. crossover. There's a character, there's a, the character from the first episode of uh, the original Walking Dead. What's his name? Uh, the, the guy who was missing his son. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Morgan, uh, I think. Yeah. Morgan. It's Morgan. Yeah. Morgan. He, I know he crossed over. He's been on both shows. Yeah. Morgan crossed over for a little bit. <clears throat> well, the people from Fear the Walking Dead are supposed to show it. up at Alexandria or something. Right? Yeah. Well, he's got the bow staff, and like in the arc of The Walking Dead, he and Rick met early on, and then right. he disappeared for like four seasons, yep. and then suddenly was back. Yeah, he came back. As like so they kind of had that little hmm. bit of an arc where he was well. like gone. And, Where'd he go? So, so what do you guys do? Yeah, we're taking a minute to get to our guests yeah. here. Let's talk about you guys. They do, I think, what we've been doing. 
Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. Do. That's, yeah. that's what you do. We, we, we do something actually. Yes. We podcast about movies. Yeah, we do. Mm, I like movies. We, we've been doing it for many years. Yes. But the latest iteration is the Cinematic Schematic, which is a, a, a monthly podcast that is part of our regular website, thecinematropolis.com. And we've been, the podcast is about the, this particular iteration of what we do has been around for about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, actually, yeah, October. Yeah, a year, a year right at a year. Congratulations. Yeah. That's why they're on the show. It's a one year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. intentional. And, 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 they're, and they're part of our, our MHM home. Yes, yes. They're part of our family. And they joined up with Mostly Harmless. Yes, so. we're very honored to be asked to be a part of the family. Uh, got, it was really great. We got to connect with everyone last week. That was yeah. super exciting. We had a super excellent. secret meeting. A family reunion. Yes. You weren't invited, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, basically, the, the whole website, and by extension the podcast, is built off the idea that uh, we're really kind of exhausted about film reviews. Not that we are, we're cool with doing reviews like, hey, I like it or I don't, but we're really interested in, like, hey, what is this talking about? What is, I mean, Walking Dead is a TV show, but hypothetically, like, hey, what is this, what ideas is this exploring about human depravity and survival of the fittest and all these ideas? We really want to dig into the meat of what. The, the, the movies are talking about less so is it good or is it bad because I mean there's enough people out there who are saying good or bad uh, there's a lot of people on even on Twitter or Facebook we want to talk about like hey what's going on <laughs> Ooh, I, I had a sad boy hey, oh, hey there it is. That's, what I, that's what I was looking for that's on um, his shirt but you can't see it yeah well. you can't see it as well but that's, uh, that's uh, our logo and uh, so we have a monthly show uh, that consists generally of three things. We have a, we talk about a new film. It's called Silver Screen Soliloquies. Uh, that's uh, hosted. Silver Screen Soliloquies. Yeah, it's cheesy as fuck. But we're like, we're up to say as you're about to go on stage. Silver Screen Soliloquies. Silver Screen Soliloquies. But that one's the one that's the most like a review. Because we'll start talking, we'll start by talking about, do we like it or do we not like it? But then we'll drill down. We have a full spoiler talk. Uh, that one's co-hosted most frequently by Laron Chapman, uh, who yes, makes uh, yeah. New People, direct writer, director of New People films. Alexandra here hosts our uh, other segment that is consistent every month, which is Soundtrack. Alex, yeah. you want to talk about that? Yeah, uh, so Soundtrack is a film score and film analysis, uh, compositional analysis podcast. Nice. And we're also doing a thing where this is kind of a little bit of a backdoor announcement. We've been talking about it a little bit, but we're starting to branch into interviewing uh, composers for for film, TV, video games as part of. You know what's crazy? Years ago, I think I had an idea for a podcast, yeah. and I think I called it Soundtrack. No way. And, I, and I think awesome. it was about analyzing yes. scores. Great so minds think right alike. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was at the, it was right before we started Wafty actually because. Oh, it was going to be part of a radio show, mm. and I wanted to play scores and soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. And then I wanted a reason to talk about it. Yep. So, yeah. right on. That's yeah, it. I love it. I love it. It's wonderful. Uh, then the, usually we have a third segment, and that's usually just we're going to interview someone. Uh, yeah. We've interviewed people, folks like Casey Twinter. We've done tower theater screenings mm-hmm. down here that we plug in there. Just like it, that one's the one that's usually kind Grab of a wild, wild card. Yeah. Like, what, what's a cool thing we're talking about or doing this month? Yeah. So. You can check that out, of course, thecinematropolis.com. The cinematic schematic right there, if you're watching right now and you want to hear some film analysis, head on over to Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast listening device. <laughs> you don't leave some... this, though. You, you finish this. You finish this. And then you oh, go. Yeah. And then you go. This is too much shameless plugging. I have, a, I have a question for you. Um, I just want to do, like, a comparison. How, how many candles do you guys have on your Roger Ebert shrine? 
He has at least 30. 30? Yeah, I have 46. Yeah. 46. <laughs> yeah. I've got a pretty big Roger Ebert shrine. He, yes. is, an insp- he is an inspiration. Yeah, he's down. actually, Caleb's talked to me, because we're also roommates, and he's told me about how that's inspired his... Okay. Because if there's anybody yeah. that yeah. is just to top, hold... <laughs> top film composer. Oh, okay. Mine? Yeah. Jerry Goldsmith. Wow. Ooh, yes. What has he done? Uh, Star Trek, like the yeah. Toss ah. movies. Uh, he also, I found out this recently uh, on air while like doing research that he composed the Mulan soundtrack, oh, which nice. is like really good. <laughs> um, but he, and he did Planet of the Apes, uh, 1968. The original. Oh. Yes. yes. So like, is he, I'm looking him up right now. Yeah. Is he like, what's modern? Is he doing anything modern? Um, well, he passed away. Oh, fair uh, enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Not probably Mulan. Modern. Mulan was 99. 2004 so, he passed yeah, away. Yeah, there you go. So that's, so Mulan's Wait, was Mulan? the end of it. Oh, oh yeah, Mulan was... Was that Mulan? 98, was Mulan that Mulan? I think? 98. Wow, so, I it's about to turn 20, man. Yeah, yeah he, I mean, he's... Cla- I mean, wow. The I'm looking right here on IMDb. The first film that pops up is Star Trek: First Contact, which is arguably my favorite Star Trek film nice. of all time. Yeah. Oh, um, confidential. Yeah. Oh, Total Recall. Oh, Total, yeah. Total Recall. Yeah. Oh, goodness. He's, some, he's, uh, he's a classic. Some Paul Strangely, in there. he's credited on the Deadpool <laughs> Two soundtrack. They must have. They must have used something. something. That's funny. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So his 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 influence continues to live on. Yeah, he's one of he's one of the most substantial uh, composers in the field. Alien. Yeah. He has several. Or Alien Coven, he's credited on. Strange. Yeah, you know probably because oh, they're the referencing theme. the original theme. Yeah. yeah. Did um, he do? Did he do Mad Max? You the know? first one. Django. I, I watched on something. Django I watched like two movies a day every day, and I know that Jerry Goldsmith popped up on something I watched recently. Yeah. And I want to say Mad Max, but maybe not. Well, this is the the thing. Like he's credited on Alien, Covenant, uh, Prometheus, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. It's got to be it's able a to. Cultural touch yeah. Show. Anytime they reference him with a Q or something, I'm exactly. sure he gets a credit. Yeah. Um, he's one of the few composers that has multiple scores on the AFI's top 100 scores of all time that we're going to preserve in the Library of Congress kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's wonderful. He it, 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 it looks like he frequently composer. works with Paul Verhoeven, because mm-hmm. I saw Hollow yes. Man on there. Mm-hmm. Did all the Star Trek move on? Yeah. Scrolling back here. <laughs> Chain reaction. <laughs> I've actually never seen that. Powder? Film. I love that movie. Oh, Powder. <laughs> I love Powder. First night. In Congo, okay. Congo. Oh, no, that's a that's a that's a gem of sorts. <laughs> of sorts, I like that. <laughs> terrible, oh, but it's it so does. great. You know, but there's oh. always there's always these we things. Are that... Watching you, <laughs> fucking Tim Curry. <laughs> oh, was that Tim Curry? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really, the, he's the crazy guy who wants he's to the... go. And... Crazy, yeah. yeah he he's, wants to go on the exp- He's the one who proposes the expedition. Uh, Warlock. Oh, look at that. And but, the uh, birds. So Rambo. I had uh, space. We did a screening here recently of um, Pick a Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a bad movie, by the way. Um, Tim Curry is in it as the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, but it had been so long since I'd seen the movie that that was referencing that it didn't dawn on me until a couple of days ago. I was watching Ridley Scott's Legend. With Tom Cruise and me as Sarah, mm. and that is where that comes. Score that, by Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> 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 Man, look at that shit coming okay. full circle. Oh, it scores. <laughs> so okay. Tim yeah. Curry is in Legend as the Devil, and he reprises that role in Pick a Destiny. Perfect. He's the Devil in Pick a Destiny. Yes. Oh no, yeah, that, yeah, it's Tim Curry, isn't it? No, no. It is the it's the guitarist or Dave lead singer Roll. of Dave Grohl, but he's dressed as the Devil. Tim Curry from Legend. God. It's an homage it's to Tim Curry yes. from Legend. Yes. Gremlins? No, yeah. no, no. They're not. Uh, Poltergeist? 
Yeah. He's so he's got some so Steven Spielberg connections there outside of John oh, Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a coma. So there's another. Um, uh, who's the guy that wrote Congo? Is that Michael Crichton? So that's another yeah. Michael Crichton yeah, connection then. The Omen. Damn, Logan's Run. Logan's Run. Nice. I love how many references here there are that, that Rick and Morty picks up on. Yeah. Mm. The fact that you know there's Jerry Smith, but he, he's a <laughs> total Rick, Rick and Morty. Is okay. Very referential of pop culture. Second question. Yes, which is why I love it. Oh, Top okay. living film composer. Oh. Oh. No, that's not John Williams. That's no, not John Williams. He doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't. Oh, I, I, wow. The Oscars would say different. Not. I don't. I think if I'm right, Caleb doesn't mean that as a sense of like he's, like he's the not RST worth it. It's like he's he's the RST By default, he's written some. It's like saying, um, oh, what's a? I don't know. Like it's when you pick a favorite character on something that everyone like. It's like saying Luke Skywalker is my favorite character in Star Wars. Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of a vanilla answer. He's great and he's amazing and he's like totally changed uh, film as we know it but I would say like in terms of like composers that that get me oh, see now I'm like <laughs> I'm getting I'm going all over the place because Hans like, Zimmer Hans, Hans, Hans Zimmer oh, Hans Zimmer Hans Zimmer over here I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out Michael Giacchino I'm a, yeah. I'm a Lost fan from way back and yeah. it's been cool he actually first time I ever encountered him didn't realize I encountered him was on the PC game Chaos Island, which was based on the Lost World Jurassic Park. Wow. Ah, the soundtrack. So it's cool. I was like, this nice. guy has been following me since I was like six. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. Yeah, and he uh, did Up won the uh, Oscar for Up. But he does all sorts of stuff. I feel yeah, like he's, he's awesome. A, he's probably the most, if you're looking at someone who not necessarily mimics, but has a similar style to John Williams, like the big bombastic kind of swoop. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, I think for me at least, he's most recognizable because he did the new Star Trek themes. Yes. Mm-hmm. From yep. the, the, yeah. the 2008 yeah, 2009. No, 2009. 2009. Yeah. 2008, 2009. Oh, well, then I'm saying another one, Beto Pinellas, is Alan Silvestri. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah, you should definitely go back and listen to our Steven Spielberg episode of um, Cinematic Schematic because we take a whole middle of that because we were talking for Ready Player March because of the yeah. Tower. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we, like, unpack... Alan Silvestri in a like major way like, nice. in that segment. Well so you should definitely check that out. Silvestri's good. I would say that of a kind of prominent name we haven't talked about right. before, Danny Elfman. He's oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Batman, Eddie Batman. Bongo, bongo. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and what's well, surprising, yeah, yeah. surprising about Danny Elfman is you'll find some movies you're like, holy crap, I can't believe he did that score. Yeah, like, yeah. I've watched credits performed and been like, what? Danny Just Elfman? Snuck like, up on you. It's like, especially if it's not like, oh, yes, you know, yeah. Tim Burton is Or also when you realize that Danny Elfman and Tim Burton had kind of their first collaboration with them. Um, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Most people don't even know that that was Tim Burton's first <laughs> Directed movie. His directorial debut was yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Well, you know, also surreal. we mentioned Batman, but also uh, we, we we can't forget, and often is forgotten, his Spider-Man theme is actually A++. Yeah. It's yeah. an incredible theme. Uh, and unfortunately, yeah. he didn't do Spider-Man 3, but Spider-Man 1 and 2 was his. Yeah, his. no, and that, I mean, that's a sound that's still being replicated in, like, not, like, riffed on, but replicated in, like, the PS4 release that mm-hmm. of the Spider-Man game. So it's just, like, that's another one of those, like, building blocks that... <laughs> You know, kind of the rest of like scores are kind of riffing off of, of which I, I love that that kind of homages to past yeah. works. So yeah, it's so great. Awesome. I love music. That's it's great. So great. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about an upcoming movie. We were talking oh, about yeah. this earlier, but what are your expectations for the new Halloween? 
I'm so here for it. That's my expectations. John Carpenter's um, still doing the music for it. He's doing the yeah. music for it. That's any, a big... Any executive producer. Yeah, he's an executive producer. That's a big deal, because I don't yes. think he's... Other than Halloween 2, I don't think he has been very hands-on no. for any of the that was, This is the... Even though it's called Halloween, this is kind of like the new Halloween 2. Oh, this is okay. Okay, so we were talking about this, <laughs> right? too. This is really convoluted. So, <laughs> Halloween... So, the sequel... Okay, so the new Halloween, for those of... Uh, you out there who are not in the know, the new Halloween ignores everything after the very first film. Yes. So Laurie Strode um, is not Michael Myers' sister. Like, there's none of those crazy supernatural stuff. They don't go to space. They don't. Yeah. Uh, no, Wait, that, that's, no, that's, that's, that's Freddy. That's, 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 that's Jason. That's Jason X. That's a fun movie, by the way. Um, so, but it's it's weird branding because the sequel to ho- the original 1978 Halloween is also Halloween. Right. That's it. That's so crazy. that's the only way you know it's a sequel is if it's just Halloween. Also, not to be confused with the uh, Halloween Rob, from the Rob, Rob Zombie, Zombie yeah. which is not good. <laughs> not good. Not good. I don't like Rob Zombie. Sorry. So, yeah. I actually, I'm not offended. Did not plan this, but I watched Halloween 1978 for the first time last night. Oh, really? Really before this. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, was completely underwhelmed. Okay. Really? Well, yeah. It's, it's one of those things like, I think in modern era versus what was you know, pushing the edges of scary and suspense in 1978. Just don't, I mean, honestly, the boring ass episode of Walking Dead last night was more interesting than Halloween to me. Whoa. Now I get the the, the interests of Halloween, it's and I'm not work. saying that it's a bad, I just like, for somebody seeing it for the first time 40 years after it was made, I get it, it totally. was just like, we thought this was scary. But you know what? In terms of horror films, though, it's like it's like that that warm blanket that you wrap around you, you know, yeah. to watch during Halloween. Yeah. You know, it's that, got the that nostalgia effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you feel all yeah. comfortable and happy as you get stabbed to death. Yeah, that was That's you know that was fun fact. That was one of the first radar movies I ever saw because my next door neighbor, I was like, I don't know, nine or like ten. Like nowadays, that yeah. wouldn't even pull a rating. Of our. Oh no, no. That, yeah. Like that was might titties, pull peach. Right? There's yeah, there was the, the, one the, the, shot the, of titties at the very beginning and a little bit of blood. Yeah. Well, and actually, they, there's not even that much blood. It's all up here. It's all up here. No, there's yeah. like that's that like, shot with the titties. There's blood uh, there going down her chest. The you no, know, that's like yeah. Texas Chainsaw. There's not a whole lot of violence that and blood and That is so intense, though. It is. Yeah. And there's no I think Texas Chainsaw was my first. Die Hard was rated R, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's got a lot of blood and violence. Yeah. Like Halloween or Texas Chainsaw, there's not a lot of blood or gore. It's, it's, it's psychological. It's that's how effective it is at making you think you saw something more violent than you actually saw. Even going back yeah. to the original Psycho, where you're like, "Oh my god, that shower scene is just so horrible." But, you but see then nothing. you watch it, you're like, "Actually, you don't really see anything." So speaking of which, the lady that gets stabbed in that is Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Ooh. So there's some good trivia Halloween for you. Question. Trivia yeah. night. Trivia trivia question. One. The lady in Psycho is Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. So. Which is why John Carpenter sought her out mm-hmm. to be in Halloween. When to make awesome. a modern, yeah, yeah, modern day slasher. Modern day slasher. Now it's funny we're we haven't really evolved that. I mean, we've evolved that. In other we don't ways. have Jamie Lee Curtis's kid. No, yeah, and we don't exactly. have that today. But I think for the new movie, though, um, I'm generally pretty optimistic. I, I will say though, the um, thing I question the most from seeing the trailers is her wig. <laughs> You're right. It's fair. And, and the reason I say that is because I saw pictures of her recently. She, she was, was in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. City. Yeah. yeah, no, she was. Uh, uh, she met Laurent. My friend, of friend of the show, yeah. uh, Laurent Chapman, got a snapshot of her before she departed, nice. and I was like, and he is a huge super sure. horror fan. So yeah. I was like, I'm, I felt happy for him, but I was also. A but yeah, she's so beautiful with just that short, oh, yeah. tight mm-hmm. gray haircut. It's like, why would you put long hair on her? I no. think because they're trying to connect you back to her from 
Right. There, yeah, that's. Uh, I think the way to try to connect it back. Yeah, back to the original. And, and maybe also, I think I wonder. And I haven't seen the movie yet, but based on the trailers, my speculation is they want her to appear kind of disheveled because she is in this film. She has been preparing for this yes. Michael Myers to return for. 40 As she tells years you in the trailer. <laughs> yes. Right. So it looks like she. Like I think. The, ho I'm hoping the film digs at least a little bit into like the trauma caused by that attack. That made her really just change the entire trajectory of her, of her life, life you yeah. know, because of a horrific thing. That well, speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis with short hair, the other thing I think of Jamie Lee Curtis in that I really loved was True Lies. True Lies is a good movie. movie. True Lies. Like, like, she is amazing in that movie. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. Stephen, I've got a question for you though. Do you uh -oh. think? Do you think like you, you're not loving Halloween? Do you think it's one of those scenarios where? It's been mimicked and ripped on and, and attributed to so much in 40 years that when you watch it, you're like, I've seen this before. I've seen it done better. Um, I think it's a little bit, like, I didn't connect much with, like, oh, I've seen that. Because I, I do feel like I'm aware of that when I watch an older movie like this where I'm like, oh, that's where they got that from. Yeah. That's where that trope comes from. That's. I feel like I'm aware of that. And I see that stuff in there, but it was more of just, like, the. I think it was about the filmmaking at the time. Like... Mm. In like my the very first scene, you see young Michael Myers put on the clown mask. He goes to his sister's room and he stabs the sister. I'm like, I didn't even see her get stabbed. Like, right. The camera kind of moves up and you just sort of see a hand, and then all you see is her lying on the board. There's like a thing of blood. Like there's no makeup on her to show stab wounds. It's there's relying no, on your imagination like, to fill in the blanks. It is, and I think they were doing that because in 1978, as we said, that warranted a rating R of R versus nowadays you have to like show a head exploding on camera to yeah. get that kind of kind of thing but so they also didn't have PG-13 back then oh, that's, that's true. true that's true oh, there you go so it was either PG or R yeah no I, I think it's a good movie it just was like it, it's more of a shame to me that it took me so long to watch it because mm. yeah. I didn't get the opportunity like it, same thing occurs with Nightmare on Elm Street. Like in my mind, mm, I have these I very vivid memories of watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Like I didn't watch Friday the Thirteenth. I didn't watch Halloween. I, well, I watched Nightmare on Elm mm -hmm. Street. Freddy Krueger was my boogeyman. Sure. But I, even then, I tried to go back and watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street in the last couple of years. And like twenty minutes into it, I'm like, seriously? I thought this, <laughs> I I thought this was good. So, like before we walked over here, I was looking through all the horror movies on Hulu, and Child's Play is in there. Oh, oh yeah, Child's Play. There's Child's Play. That movie's thirty years old, and my yeah. daughter's ten, and she's just not getting into horror. And the way that that happened was she watched Stranger Things, and she oh. identifies with the kids in Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. Well, then she did the same thing with the movie It. Yeah. So now she's like, I love horror movies. She knows who Chucky is just for learning about horror movies. Yep. Yeah. So I was playing it, and she didn't know it, and she was getting ready to go to swim, and she saw it. She goes, "Is that Chucky?" I said, "Yeah." And she goes, "Well, I don't want to watch this." And then she stopped <laughs> and was just staring at the TV, just watching it, totally transfixed. Like, the movie had her hooked immediately. Yeah. Interesting. I have That's a great scary. trivia question for you. Do you know who does the voice of Chucky? Uh, Brad Dourif. Which is the guy that plays Grimma Wormtongue in Lord of the Rings. Yes, and he's also an alien in yeah. Resurrection. Yeah, I was like, I love watching Lord of the Rings. like, Grimma Wormtongue is Chucky. 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 That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Brad Dourif, yeah. And then, and then his son, uh, Stephen Dourif, is uh, Frost and Blade, 1990. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, a lot of weird connections there. I think it's almost time for our, uh, our questions. Oh, yeah, let's do it. But I gotta say, that the, my funniest part of the night tonight is, is he opened up this bottle of whiskey, and if I just do this... He, Wait. He, oh, uh, he I don't want to do this. Do we need refills? Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Pass one uh, how, how you, how you uh, down. How you doing up there, Kobe? Pass this one on down. All right, who needs a drink? 
Yeah. That's the thing. Minimal glassware behind our bar here. Yeah. Oh, we, we reduce, reuse, recycle. That's right. Probably want whiskey mixing with yes. this and not the wine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I love the wine glasses down. We need some coasters down here. We're gonna get some. Uh, I need an actual table. Mm. Yeah. All right, more drinks. This is gonna get you nice and moved up. Thank you. Because you can quick think quick on your feet for these questions. So I'm gonna ask you ten questions. James is looked in style. Um, you both can answer just right off the top of your head. Just talk over each other. Cool. Is uh, that where Lipton tea comes from? It is where Lipton tea comes oh from. God. It's a little piece of James Lipton that you, uh, yeah. you dip in hot water. Why? Oh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love tea. Yeah, steep in James Lipton. You guys are holding meaning to tea time. <laughs> tea bagging. Tea, tea, oh. ba tea bagging. Tea bagging. Tea bagging. James oh. Lipton. Lipton. Tea bagging. Lipton. Who needs a drink? Do they all get a drink? <laughs> yeah, Here's my. Don't tell the kids Here's on Halo about that. Cheers, one. everybody. Cheers. Cheers to Halloween. Call right. me. <laughs> Before you dive into these questions, and we're talking about Halloween and movies, yeah. mm -hmm. I would be remiss to not point out the programming we have coming up at Tower. This is it. Ooh, yeah. We have some great Halloween movies. We went a little outside what you'd expect. There's no Friday the 13th, no Halloween. But uh, coming next Monday, we are hosting the screening of Cabin in the Woods. Hell yeah. Which well, you've never seen. God. Oh. Is so brilliant. Mm -hmm. yes, if is. you haven't seen it, I'm jealous of you for having not seen it yet. It's that good. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really it's good. good just imagine if every, if every horror movie was in the same universe and you get a peek behind the people that are well, aware tell of it. who this. does the movie? It's the Joss Whedon film. There you go. Boom. Um, so. Boom. That should tell you. It's a nice tie, it's a nice tie because uh, Godot, with Drew Goddard also, I think, either wrote or directed that one, I can't remember, but partnered with Joss Whedon, and he's got a new movie coming out next week, too. That's a nice tie-in. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's the Joss El Royale Whedon. movie. Yeah. Oh, that, oh yes. Bad Times with the El Royale. That looks freaking amazing. Yeah, it does. And weird tie back into the Marvel universe <laughs> is that Chris Hemsworth is in oh, yes. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. And, and he's also <laughs> Thor. Ragnarok. Keep it going. And then, let's see, if I remember correctly, you all are hosting Army of Darkness. Yes. Sweet. Yeah, baby. Which I'll, Hail I'll, the King, baby. I'll, I'll admit this on the, on the air. It's funny. <laughs> you originally wanted to host Evil Dead 2. Two right. Yeah. And I told you I could not find it, could not find it, could not find it. Two days ago, I get an email from Rialto. <laughs> Brand new 4K re-release, Evil Dead 2. I was like, Can we sneak it on the back end and do a double, double feature? Secret yeah. double feature. Uh, it cost us too much. Um, maybe Christmas at maybe. Halloween. I mean, maybe. Halloween, Halloween and Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see, we also have... Um, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Ooh, we had yeah. to add a second screening because that sold out like crazy. We're also bringing Beetlejuice. Yeah. 30th anniversary 4K edition just oh. released to the theaters. And just keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Oh my God. <laughs> Michael not, Keaton, man. Speaking yeah. of yeah. Daniel Yeah. And yeah, Daniel There you go. Oh, uh, uh, what about Harold Perfect Blue? And Harold is going to screen oh, yeah. Perfect Blue, which is the closest thing to an anime horror that I think exists, maybe. I don't know. I'm not that versed on anime. That's Harold's story. Harold's story of Toons Toons. Harold's story of Toons Toons. A part of the family. family. Mm -hmm. yes. And then we also got a little partnership going with the OKC Film Society. They're bringing a couple of obscure horror films: the 1978 Dracula. On my birthday. On our uh, on our birthday. Yeah. As well as the House of Dark Shadows, which October was a 29th. Film companion to the original TV series Dark Shadows. Oh. Um, huh. And then they're also bringing another one that I don't recall off the top of my head. I only know those two. There's, there's a third one? There's a third. There's a oh. double feature, and then there's... I didn't know about the third one. Uh, it'll come to me later. 
and I'll think of it. That's bad. I don't want to pull my phone out. <laughs> I actually lost my phone somewhere. <laughs> you forgot to click. All too, right. Too many things going on. Oh, there. Here we go. Alrighty. Your Ten questions. questions. What is your favorite Oki saying, word, or mannerism? Y'all. Y'all. Yeah. What is your least favorite Oki saying, word, or mannerism? Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what inspires you? I just want to make art, even if no one's listening. Oh. I love that. Uh, I want to challenge people to think outside of their own personal life to empathize with other people so we can all be better together. Mm. I like that. What makes you roll your eyes? Bad dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming that, that meaning that there are good dick jokes. Totally noted. <laughs> very pretentious people. Okay. Who tell bad dick jokes? <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> what word describes Oklahoma City for you? Uh, Currently, I would go back to post-prohibition. Mm. Post-prohibition. What music do you love? Scores. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, film and video game scores and some really random alternative. What music do you hate? Country. Country. Uh, um, contemporary country. I would actually agree with that. Okay. Also known as bro country. Yeah. Bro country. That. If you could be anywhere else right now, where would you be? <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think I'd be anywhere else. Oh, yeah, I like, I like that answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, thanks. Living in the now. Yeah. I like that. What place do you wish to never go to again? Um, liberal Kansas. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, the uh, meatpacking facility. I was there for a week, and you could smell that meatpacking facility every single night. It was awful. I'll give you a head. That wasn't meat you were smelling. That's <laughs> <laughs> right next to God, the facility. Bless you. The people facility. of liberal, liberal Kansas were so nice, but never again. They're not liberal at all, either. No. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Edmund. I don't know. <laughs> north, of, north of 63rd. Yeah. If the world were to end right now, what would be your last words? Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get to play Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Well, pobrecito. Well played. Last call. And what did you think about the new Jim Blossoms album earlier this year? I'm just kidding. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. They did have an album. So I forgot two films. Troll Hunter. Ooh, yeah. oh. a little partnership with Dead Center Film there. They screened that a few years ago at the festival. Uh, I have not seen it. Look, sounds great. Then the film I forgot about is The Hunger. The Hunger. The Hunger. Featuring Susan Sarandon and David Bowie. Oh, wow. As vampires. Wait. Wow. I've never heard of that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm interested right. in that. So, All right, John, let's wrap this up. Check out our movie lineup. All right, get, uh, here's, the, here's the new trivia question. So you got to keep the answer to yourself if you know. So Yoko Ono praised the Georgia Guidestones as a guide to rational thinking. What is the name of the portion of Central Park in New York City that Yoko Ono paid for and includes a paved monument that bears the caption, Imagine, I'll give you a hint, it's someone's birthday. So we'll leave you with that. All right. Sweet. All right. Kobe, moment's in. Gonna make a score. Make sure it lasts past your death. Yeah. Here, here. Score. Cheers, Cheers to that. There's Cheers. a lot of interpretations to that. Yeah. Damn it! I didn't even score. <laughs> Thank you, Colby. Thanks, Colby. We'll, we'll see, see you next you. week. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Is this what gun feels like? I think so. Yeah, this is good drinking. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, this is a blast. Thank you. I think I have to fill because it's been for several hours. Yeah. yeah.